tired are you? What? How tired are you right now? I'm good. I just opened up this can of Red Bull. It's going to be oh. great. Oh, yeah. I, I do not have the Red Bull. I'm very tired. Uh, do you have my lemons? I want my lemons. What? Never mind. So, are you a Red Bull drinker? Or do you no. Have, no. Okay. Never had it in my life. I normally don't. And when I do, <laughs> I only drink it with alcohol. This is a, a rarity for me. And I, I can't do like the fully sugared Red Bull. That's impossible. It is mm-hmm. so cloyingly sweet. So that's not they, happening. They gave those away when we had um, tests in <laughs> high school. Really? Yeah, during like SAT week. SAT week. And SAT week. That's a weird one. But anyway, uh, they, they would give them away during that. And then FCAT, which is like the standard. I don't know if they still do that, but it's the standardized test that, that we had in Florida that you had to pass to hmm. like get a fucking diploma and stuff. Wasn't, child left behind. wasn't that uh, that FCAT? Weren't they an improv team that Amy Poehler yes. was a part of? OK. So they would give away like either Red Bull or Monster or some shit like that. I'm like, this is this is like pure capitalism bullshit. Yeah. That it's like sponsored by. It was ridiculous. And they were free, <laughs> and I, all my friends were drinking them, and I was like, no. I just knew at that age, even at that age, that my heart would explode, right. and that would not be good for my anxiety. Did they pull up in a Red Bull mobile? So that's another weird thing to say. No, but they had like a. It was like a. It, it, I swear to God, it was like a fucking sponsor. They had a booth. Wow. That's they had messed like up. a whole table and shit. They let them in the I school. Think it was monster actually. Now that I think about it. Now when I was going to college, we would have the Red Bull Mobile pull up outside. Right. Like every Friday, and it would be these two girls, always one black, always one white, and they were dressed up like cheerleaders, and they would just hand you Red Bull, and it's like, what? Why is this happening? I'm too it tired to figure this me. out. Yeah, it doesn't bother me as much when it's college like that. Mm. Um. I don't know why. Not well, but, that it's healthy, but no. like. Well, I mean, it's better than like having college kids sign up for credit cards as soon as they walk in for the first time. You know. Oh my god, all of that stuff. I mean, it's all a scam <laughs> and bullshit. But there's something about the high school one that bothered me a lot more, even then. I I, I don't like when they have recruiters. I don't I don't like any of that shit being in high schools. So. Same. That's just me. Yeah, keep that crap out of our high schools, Big Red Bull. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's still like that. It shouldn't be allowed, but whatever. I know that um, they always had uh, the soda machines were swapped out at one point. Like, like I didn't realize that these soda companies sponsor schools or whatever. Yeah. Like, to get in there. So, like, there was, like, a Coca-Cola banner or whatever the fuck in our gym. <laughs> Just Stuff because. like that. Yeah. Like, it, I mean... What is what is up with capitalism? That's weird. It is weird. It's it's weird the uh, the line that we're willing to just balance on in those situations. Like really, Coca Cola should not be marketed to kids, especially those who are in the school gym playing sports, trying to keep healthy. It's not something they should be drinking at all, you know. But sure enough, banners. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know about the machines and stuff like that. Like, and spot, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm conflicted about that. 
uh, because I definitely was like, oh, cool, I, I can get a Coke or whatever this machine. <laughs> but I don't know about the sponsorship. And so it just felt it all felt weird to me. Mm. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was partaking in those machines, too. They completely established my Coke habit uh, growing yeah. up. So, yeah, though, they, they got me. They got me good. Yeah. I mean, they got all of us. I don't really drink sodas anymore, though. I've had, like, two in the past, but well, throughout quarantine. Mm. Like, about it. Maybe three. Yeah. But like I said, I don't do the full sugar stuff anymore. That's, that's... Yeah in the past that's behind me now See, if i have it i'm gonna have the real thing mm-hmm. i'm just gonna have it every once in a while yeah it used to be a treat it used to be like if i go so long without drinking a full strength coca-cola and i you know just do coke zero for a long time like oh this is what it's supposed to take like taste like right, right. now now it's like what the fuck is this sugar oh my God. Yeah, yeah. If you adjust to not having that sugar, it's a lot. It, it's a lot for me because all I drink is like water, coffee, and then sparkling water. Yeah. So like, to me, I'm like, oh my god, this is intense. <laughs> you did, well. a little, did a little Rodney Dangerfield there with that one. I like that. That was good. Oh, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> just. <laughs> you I'm just... going to bed earlier at like ten or so. Yeah. Uh, so and it's nine o'clock now in my time, so my oh. body's like. You're, you should be laying down in chill mode. It's time for hot cocoa and sleepy times, yes. No, it's not. I had coffee late and everything. It still doesn't doesn't help sometimes. Dang. I think I think the stress is just like my body's like you need to pass out now, okay? Like uh I've just I've just embraced I don't know if I talked about this last episode. I've just embraced the fact that I'm going to be stressed as fuck. And really anxious until the election. That's mm-hmm. just going to be my life for the next two weeks. For sure. For sure. Um, same. But, and uh, hopefully after that I can breathe. But you never know because we're living in hell. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. And hopefully that wood is not burning, um, you know, come this time. In the front lawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, oh. not that. No. <laughs> uh. Oh, get it? Because he's racist. Yes. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it was good to hear President Obama speak today. Um, he was. I didn't uh, watch that. I saw like I saw quotes, but I didn't get to see it. It's there for you. And, you know, it's, it's like it's like a breath of fresh air listening to an adult, a compassionate, em- empathetic. Uh, is that the right way to say that? Empathic, empathetic. I don't know. Anyway, I think he's, empathetic. he's yeah. a he's a pleasant individual. I enjoy listening to him speak. He is intelligent as well as nice. And it's just such a it's it's just such a change. I love it. I wish there was a way we could hear him speak more frequently without having to jump through hoops instead of, you know, having it blasted in your face like the current guy. But yeah, man. What a time. Eight years of that. And we didn't we didn't treasure that as much as we should have. Nope. We didn't, but I think we will treasure more peaceful moments if we ever get them again. Absolutely. In the future. Yeah. Go vote, guys. Go vote. I voted. Matt's voted. My brother voted. <laughs> it's great. Everyone like, that <laughs> I know, I believe, has already voted, with the exception of a few who have their plans in place. So, yeah. That's really cool. And I, I just want to, you know, thank you guys for, for voting. Thank you for, for listening to us, of course, you know. Um, yeah. If you're stuck in long lines at these polling places, uh, consider this your reprieve. Enjoy the dulcet tones of my voice as you stand in line 
and uh, hopefully a, a, a swift move to the polls for you. But yeah, do what you got to do. Don't give up. Hang in there. We're going to work on this for the next four years. It doesn't stop here. We vote. We get to work. Get back to work for some of us. But yeah, we got we got we got stuff yeah. to do. We do, but we'll we can take a breather, right? Please. Well, you know, maybe a day or two. Yeah. You know. Jesus Christ. January, We're gonna need a week. <laughs> January first, New Year's. Let's just let's let that hang over, just like you oh. know, dissipate, and then then back to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it then. Let's do it. I asked, um, does anyone have anything they want us to talk about? <clears throat> Excuse me. Pauline was asking about Love Lovecraft Country. Yes. Have you watched? I yes. assume that means like all of it. I haven't. You have. What are you up to at this point? What? I don't saying? remember. Okay. I have watched so many horror films. That yeah. I haven't really watched much else. That's the thing. Well, I can say this uh, without, of course, spoiler free. So don't worry about that, right. guys. Um, I have enjoyed so much of Lovecraft Country over these past few weeks. I'm mm-hmm. disappointed that it's over uh, for the season. Um, the, I was going to say, they probably they had to have renewed it, right? It's been a huge success. It has been a big success. I, I heard that the last, uh, the season finale was just such a, a ratings <laughs> boon for them. They hadn't seen anything like that for a long time. But, you know, knock on wood, again, I hope it comes back. I hope that they get the budget they need to continue these amazing tales that they've been putting on the screen every week right it's fantastic and if you weren't listening uh to the lovecraft lovecraft country radio after show uh, i highly recommend that as well because yes there are multiple twists and turns there's a lot that will fly over your head um whether you're in the know or not and it's just worth listening to these two women uh one of whom is a writer for the show and the other is of course a you know um an entertainment reporter they 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 pick apart each episode, and it's just perfect. I, I I love what I've seen on the screen. It's scary. It was right on time for the for the spooky season. I just man, there's so much going on. I, I feel like a, a rewatch is necessary. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was super confused by it, so I am gonna utilize that uh, podcast to kind of help me. Yeah. Is there writer is there writers room diverse as well? Oh yeah. Definitely. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I would assume as much because the creators, like, there's there's some diversity in the creators, mm-hmm. with Jordan Peele being uh, one of the producers and everything like that. But right. that's you know that's still a problem. It's it's about diversity in front and behind the camera. So Absolutely. I'm glad that they're good. Yeah, and I, I <clears throat> given the subject matter of the show. It'd be impossible to do something like this without that level of diversity in the writers. True, room. but they, but some of them try. They try, like, you know. But they succeed so much in this, and and by succeed I mean like give me PTSD feelings for these poor yeah. black individuals that are going through all of this drama as well as witchcraft and shit. It's like man, it's just oh so much. I, I wish, I wish we could deep dive into this. I can't wait for you to catch up. It's so good. Thank you to everybody who recommended the show. I mean, HBO advertised the hell out of it, obviously, but a lot of folks were like, after the first episode, you got to watch this, you got to check it out, it's worth your time. 100% agree. They they stuck the landing. I may have said this before, each episode felt like 
its own movie. And it had its own yeah. theme. Like one week would be adventure and the next week would be sci-fi. And then, yeah, just. I think that's what was confusing me. Yeah. Is that it didn't feel like I, I didn't understand what I've, I think I've seen four episodes of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm far behind. I know that. But like, I, I was more confused by it being so different every week. I, I thought it was like anthology at first. Yeah. And I think that's, it's it's an anthology in the loosest sense because it does have all the same characters, of course, uh, experiencing all these different things. But they they do try to touch on a different like, you know, pulp magazine sort of. They try to give you like the 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 variety platter of Lovecraft, uh, you know, topics. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, yeah yeah okay. But, no, yeah, I'm definitely it. gonna watch it. It's just like. That kind of like, when? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, she was asking The Trial of the Chicago 7. Have that, is, watched that? that is on That's my list. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Yeah. This is one of those um, movies that it is uh, Netflix exclusive. However, it is also uh, showing in cinemas, if you can find one that's open. Uh, because yeah, they have a lot of faith in this one that it's gonna it's gonna uh, be nominated for some awards, so they're uh, you know appeasing that rule that it's gonna be uh you know that it's showed in theaters. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Hubie's Halloween. Have you seen it? And did you enjoy it? I don't even know what that is. That is Adam Sandler's latest project in his partnership oh. with Netflix. You know he had okay. that. I forget how many pictures it was, but he's he's been releasing them over the years. Know. Um, I, I admire Adam Sandler's tenacity. I'm not that big a fan of his work. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The last movie that he did that I really liked was 51st Dates. Oh, okay. I I haven't really liked a lot of his movies since off the top of my head. So I don't, I love Billy Madison, 51st Dates, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, yeah, his his early stuff was, you know, of course, I right? Mean, it was great stuff, right? But you know, beyond that, I'm, I'm, you know, and then I love Fifty First Dates. Oh, Wedding Singer, obviously, yeah, uh, love that. But like, so like these newer ones that he makes, I'm like, eh, whatever. I enjoyed him the really. most. I want to say in um, Funny People, that Judd Apatow movie. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't his movie. It was like starring yeah. him. You know. Yeah, very different type of movie. Absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I I appreciate his tenacity. I appreciate his loyalty to his friend group as well. You know, he came up with a certain group of SNL performers, and he makes sure they get in his films, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> right, and he's just having fun. I like that he's just having fun with his movies. <laughs> but yeah, it's not really something I'm gonna go watch right i think uh lucy just commented bears beats bears battlestar galactica which was (laughs) (laughs) made me laugh as a killer office reference thank you lucy um yeah i don't think we had anything else uh well for bears i can say i watched um the we bear bears finale movie which um yeah it kind of got me a little bit (laughs) Mm-hmm. I love those bears, man. Like they were so entertaining. That that cartoon was just so entertaining to me, just because they tried to weave these these 
obvious wild animals into civilization in a way that you know it's it's not the same as like a disney thing like people are aware that these are wild animals but because they're upright and talking they just kind of ride with it um mm-hmm. but they also get annoyed with them <laughs> like very quickly which i always found amusing as well um but yeah the movie was a lot of fun you know the the blow-off movies for tv shows can always be hit or miss uh but this one this one got all the feels right so we'll see uh how the spinoff goes the spinoff is going to be um them as as babies so we'll see how that uh how that plays which looked out. super cute i thought yeah yeah it's a different it's art like style something. which kind of like yeah you know it wasn't my thing immediately but i've warmed up to it I, i'm excited for it yeah 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 <laughs> uh okay before we get into articles and stuff there was a random question on twitter that okay. i found interesting mm. uh what's something that you've spent a lot of money on but don't regret I like that question. That's a yeah. very interesting question. And I sound like yes. I'm a politician wasting time trying to think of an answer. But That's I have fine. I have given it a lot of thought. Did you have something? Uh, like off the top yeah, of your head? I was just thinking of like, um, I spent like, I have an electric kettle, like a tea kettle, mm-hmm. that does like the temperature for each type of tea. Because like, green tea needs to be brewed at a different uh um, temperature than like a black tea or anything like that. So, cause you don't want to like burn leaves and everything like that. So I got like one of these temperature set and I spent like 80 bucks on it, a tea kettle, which wow. is a lot of money for an electric tea kettle. Yeah. Uh, and it was totally worth it. If it's worth it, it's worth it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it's also thing. lasted me like five years at this point oh so yeah you've got your money worth out of that that's good yes yeah. absolutely you know it's it's so funny when things break down uh just from normal use it it annoys me immediately it annoys me yeah. but then you you do have to step back and think about like how long have i had this how many times have i actually used this thing how much enjoyment have i gotten out of it and if it yes it, you, most of the time you'll find that it, it adds up you know it does work out um, I guess we can go back and forth with this in a little bit because I'm sure you'll think of more things as I as I do as well. Um, I'm very stingy about stuff, so I don't have a lot of things for this actually. Yeah. Like, spent a lot of money on something and not regret it. I don't know. I mean, like, my PS4 has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't regret buying my PS4. That was a lot of money. Well, you and I have we we have a mutual buyer's remorse when it comes yes. to. Uh, yeah. Big electronic purchases of that nature. Cause I was Any talking purchase. to, yeah, you're right. I was talking to Dee about this earlier too, like, you know, trying to think like, man, cause I know I've, I've verbally stated before to her, like, Hey, I'm really glad that we did this. I know it was kind of pricey, but I'm really glad that this happened. And I'm like, I don't remember what it was that I said that about. And uh-huh. she was like, the PS4. And I'm like, yeah, but that was like months later. Like I, I need to kind of like ease into that. You know, I need to convince myself it's a good purchase over time, and not just like that still immediately. Counts, though. It doesn't talk about instant regret or or instant like not regretting this thing. That's true. But when I think about things that instantly, um, I appreciate that I spent a little more money on than I would. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is um, our honeymoon. Is we went to Hawaii. Hmm. And that's not something that I'd ever really planned towards, you know, like, 
effectively right. as an adult. Like, yeah, I'm going to Hawaii. It's going to be great and stuff. It was just like, okay, we're going to have this memory one time, and we want to make it like the best memory ever. Mm-hmm. Let's do let's do something big. Let's do this for ourselves. The wedding's not going to be about us. It's going to be about people coming to celebrate us, but it's about them when you get down to brass tacks. Right. So, yeah, let's let's get away and just do this, you know. And at that time, um, I wasn't the type of person that would take off, like, a week from work. I would take off a day here and there. And so it was also, like, probably the, the first solid vacation week that I had taken, too. And, yeah, I, I don't regret that for a second. I, I love the memories that we made there, and I mean, I couldn't ask for better company. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it, it, it is a, for me. It is a difficult question because I really don't. I'm very stingy about money. Well, your tea kettle uh, answer that actually made me think too. If we're doing yeah. just like comparable to what you would normally spend on something. Yes, that you know. that is the that to me that was how I kind of processed the question. So like you are spending a lot of money on a thing that you could go get a $10 version of at Walmart, right. you know, but like you're buying the better version. So that brings me back to one of our favorite imaginary sponsors, Duluth Trading, because their Armachillo underwear is fucking amazing and I can never go back because that underwear, oh my god. It's just, it's necessary, especially in these trying times when you're just sitting down most of the time. You need something that's going to keep your jicama cool in a hot climate. Oh well, let me tell you, Armachillo underwear, it's the way to go. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That is very weird. Yes. But no, I, I get it. Like, yeah, like spending mo- good money on clothes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I consider lush products to be expensive but worth it. Uh and I don't regret when I buy like my favorite soap from Lush. So yeah. like dirty soap is that's what a it's good called. Example. Yeah. That's that's a yeah, really good yeah. example. It's like, yeah, you're you're spending more money on this soap, but like it's so much better. I like it so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I spend more money on my hair now than I probably have uh at any point in my life just trying to keep the uh, it's a real boring shit. Uh, <laughs> trying to keep it from oh, breaking and all that. <laughs> it's not a lot of money. But, okay. like, I spent, I think it was, like, 50 bucks or some, something along those lines buying writing software oh. to, to stop using Word. Yeah. But to, to have a writing-specific software. And I love it. Like, it was so worth it for oh, me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Something that kind of straddles the line for me in that in that vein would be um, when I was subscribed to the uh, Adobe Creative Cloud because mm-hmm. yeah at one point I was getting a discount for it it was okay um, and you know the the more like little fun designs I would do for the podcast or whatever project I was right. working on it it made sense but yeah after a while it's just like all right this is sitting here and these charges are hitting my bank account every month. I may need to just pause that subscription, which I did. So, right. yeah, it comes and goes, you know, right. When, when the muse strikes. I would say uh, a thing that I usually don't regret spending money on is like good yarn. 
when I'm knitting, oh, like yeah. you notice a difference. Mm-hmm. And like, especially if you're doing a bigger project, it's enjoyable. Uh, yeah, it's little things like that. It's really cool when you get something that's a little bit higher quality, uh, you know, that's involved with one of your favorite hobbies like knitting or crocheting or, or you know, with me and the mm-hmm. Lego stuff. You know, if I get something right. that's like of higher quality and not just, oh, I found this on a discount and uh, it's a little beat up, but it's still good. No, when you get that new fresh out the box, just, yeah. you know, palatial set that you can put together over time, it feels good, man. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is this is my special thing. Yeah. This is just for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it runs the gamut. But, no, that's a good question. I mean, it really makes you think and it makes you appreciate, you know, the things that you have done for yourself, too, just the self-care aspect of it. Right, right. What's this thing that, that brought you joy? Yeah. I, it, I mean, I think that you could also frame this question of, like, what is a little thing that made you so happy but was, like, a simple purchase or something, but like, yeah, the, the idea of, okay, you're spending a lot of money on a thing or like I was saying, you're spending more than you would have normally spent on something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, but you don't regret it. You don't regret paying that extra money. I'm sure a common answer with the, with this, one of the first things I thought it would be like a mattress or something along those lines. Oh yeah. Like, because you can't, you know, that is something you want to put good money into. Oh, yeah. I mean, that Furnishing. that's that affects your whole life. If you get a right. bad mattress, yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody can't afford the mattress of their dreams. Understandable. Right. But, you know, if, if, if you do have the ability to put a little bit more towards that, yeah, the difference is just astronomical. I've noticed I... I, I, I like, in, the, in terms of things... I've be I've definitely become over the past few years or whatever more of a like I think about buying things for other people more than myself. Yeah. Uh so it's it's kind of hard for me to think of like spending money on X Y and Z on myself. However, <laughs> <laughs> I do find myself in these moments going like, oh, damn, I want like I want shoes. Now this is this is a thing that is a good example of like shoes. I have a pair of white Converse high tops. Cool. They're just basic white Converse high tops. I wear them all the time. They're my main shoe. Like I, I want to get some high top vans, uh, in the near future, but like that's the shoe that I primarily wear. Yeah. And that's like, those are like $60 shoes, Hmm. which is not expensive for shoes. However, <laughs> I need to emphasize that I come from a very cheap family. Like, my, my father's very cheap about shoes and stuff like that uh, and wears them into the ground. So I have that mentality. So when I spend money on certain things like that, it feels like a lot to me. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't regret it because I love the shoes. So it, it's just – it's a weird – where, where, you know, I'm sure people listening are like, I've bought way more expensive shoes than that. <laughs> or like I bought Tevas years back and, you know, Tevas are like a hundred dollars. That was a lot for me to yeah. spend on shoes like that. That is crazy to spend on shoes in my mind. I know there are people that spend way, way, way more on shoes. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, but like to me, this was a lot of money to spend on it. And I don't regret it because I like them. You know, I, I don't 
fully understand sneaker culture. Um, right. I, I've never been that type. I, I don't of, either. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been that type of person. Like, it, it's a whole different economy that exists yeah. just for shoes. Um, and I mean, it, it's, it's not even just sneaker culture. It's, it's women's shoes as well. Uh, you know, I know sneakers are, are uh, unisex, but I'm talking like high heels and, and stuff right, like that. Right. There's a there's an entire resale market and trading and all that stuff. Uh, I do love shoes. It's like I, I'm not like a that person, but I I love shoes. Yeah. I haven't gotten a new pair of shoes in like years now. Hmm. In several years since I got my last pair of shoes, and I really want pink Vans high tops. That's what I want. Oh, okay. It's like a light pink. They're super cute. I want them. Like there's a there's a shoe store here. Um John Fluvog shoes. A friend of mine, Mitchie. Uh she swears by them. She loves them. That sounds like a fake name off of Parks and Rec. It does, right? Just, John Fluvog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just this little shop here in Chicago. I don't know if they have any other locations around the world or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, this these shoes are so unique and so just out of the norm of what you'd see. These are like shoes like Miss Frizzle would wear from Magic School Bus. And I say that with the utmost respect and compliment. But yeah, it's it's so cool because yeah, they're they're a little pricey, but what what Mitchie does is she'll use them as like um a reward for herself if she does something really, you know, that she's proud of or that she's been working hard on. She'll like grab a pair of those and just like, Yes, this is my reward. I did this, this me. And yeah, I mean when you look at these shoes you'll know like Wow, it's 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 something else. They make men's shoes too, but it, it doesn't quite work the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, it doesn't quite have the same effect, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't uh, doesn't cross over in that way. Right, right, right. Unless you're wearing women's shoes, unless you're a man wearing women's shoes, which is cool. You do what you but, do. But you know, like you said, like the the men's shoes, they're the, that version of it just doesn't quite hit the same right right the the men focused designs you know that yes. they that they market that way but yeah um the whole sneaker culture thing i was um i was watching an old gerard carmichael stand-up special today and mm-hmm. uh he made a very interesting point like gerard carmichael's a comedian that i respect because he he's he's interesting he's not necessarily like my top five comedian you know but He's interesting because he makes a lot of good points in his sets, but he doesn't really know how to connect them well. But he uh, said, like, every time you see a young black man walking around with some really expensive sneakers on, there's a there's a story behind those sneakers. There's some hurt that happened. And that was his basically just like his way of coping with that hurt. So Hmm. don't immediately judge these inner city kids you see or these these black men walking around and have like the expensive sneakers on because you know what to somebody that's their that's their uh jimmy jimmy chu is that it yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's their way of like propping themselves patting themselves on the back like i made judge that i don't judge that yeah you know it's it's one of those things that the talking heads uh will toss out just like oh you know these boys out in the street and they have on these expensive oh, shoes. That's why there's gotcha. gang violence because they're killing each other over these shoes. And no, no, that's no. You can't. You're not allowed to enjoy things. No, of course not. No, fuck that. Yeah, it's it's like the old adage of uh, you know, the the old trope of, oh, if you're on welfare, you can't have lobster. Like, 
I don't care what you have. If you can make that dollar stretch and you can find a way to get affordable lobster. Yeah, you're just describing being smart. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, you've you've seen those extreme couponing shows. Yes, you can get amazing deals for like a penny if you know how to work the system. So if these people know how to work the system and they find a way to have lobster for dinner, fucking enjoy that lobster. I don't care. I just don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't care. Like, I have my own shit to deal with. It's so weird to me how people get obsessed with, like, this person's doing that thing or whatever. And I'm like, damn, don't you have all kinds of shit you have to deal with? Because I do. Like, we all uh, do. Something I neglected to kind of connect the dots with last week. It annoys me to no end the way that, especially on Fox News with those talking heads over there, the way that they'll prop up a person of color or a black person if they speak in favor of the Republican Party, right? So oh, you, yeah. you have Ice Cube who is is doing some interesting things uh, <laughs> for what he thinks is the greater, the greater good or what may be the greater good. I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's, it's aligning with some ideals that the Republicans stand for. And they laud him. They try to adopt him into the fold. They Photoshop him wearing Trump MAGA hats because that happened this week. And he got pissed about that. And it's like, well, you're, you're telegraphing that, dude. What do you, what do you expect? Um, but the reason I bring it up is because on the other hand, you have a LeBron James who puts his money where his mouth is, opens mm-hmm. up schools, uh, you know, in, in, in bad neighbor, in destitute neighborhoods right. that need the help. And they tell him to shut up and dribble. Right. It's like, where the fuck do you get off saying, like, this man has a voice and this man doesn't? That makes no because sense. Because the one is saying what they want to hear. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's all, that's all it is. I mean, I come from the school of if you, if you really want to know somebody, listen to them. You know, I mean, it may sound like the yeah, most obvious thing. I mean, that's a thing. logical. It's, yeah. It's too logical for something like that. <laughs> like it sounded, it sounded too like direct when it came out of my mouth. Like that's right. not prolific, dude. That's just common sense. But unfortunately, it's not. No, it's if, not. If you want to know your enemy, listen to them. Yeah, they'll tell you everything you need to hear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why I have a podcast. I want my enemies to know what I'm going through. What we're, what yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Know me before I fuck your shit up. <laughs> Be embarrassed that you got fucked up by mm-hmm. one such as I who was just so yeah. out of control. Yeah. Let me publicly shame you. Yes. By creating, well, this is episode 80, 80 hey. episodes. We well, more it. than that because we have minis, but That's true. 80 official. 80 official episodes. We made it. Oh, man. Okay. Jesus. The news. Is insane. <laughs> uh, okay. So something that we've called for quite some time now. Yeah. Quibi shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, Quibi is gone. Jeffrey Kessenberg says he may be nearing the end of the road with his mobile video streaming service Quibi. Like we didn't decide that for him already. Yeah, I thought that I thought it was already shut down, right. and then everyone was like going on about it on Twitter today, and I was like, "What? I, I got, thought this was gone." I got notifications like, "Oh, hey, Quibi shut down." Like, "Oh shit, no, really? What? Why?" But but what about all of the content? 
What about Golden Arm Woman? Well, what are we going to do without Golden Arm Woman? I, I just don't know. Life will never be the same. Life will never be the same, no. But no. it's it's also funny because every single news source, reputable news source that I've tried to link to this story so we can talk about it, is behind a paywall. So I don't I don't know more than that. Quibi shutting down. That's the headline. Point blank period. We spent as much time talking about Quibi as they have content on their service. So the I end. know. We've given them like free advertising. They still couldn't get their shit together. I'm saying and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny too is t-mobile tried to shove it down your throat like hey man oh, yeah. um you can have this for free <laughs> t-mobile tuesdays you can have quibi for free no thank you no but it's free no i'm all right i i still it's still too much <laughs> it still costs too much you're gonna have to pay me i, I can't yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah I, I that was crazy um so, more film and television news since Quibi's gone. Nah, whatever. Uh, Jared Leto is going to be playing the Joker in yeah. Zack Schneider's Justice League, which he wasn't in the the first Justice League, was he? Not to my knowledge, but I, I may have blocked all of that out. I don't know. but I don't remember him being in there. <laughs> no, I don't think no. so. I think you're right. He, um, I never thought he we'd see him as Joker again, not after everything, you know? I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Especially with, we've got a better Joker in existence now. So why bring this dude back? For just the continuity angle? I'm guessing it's a continuity angle. Maybe he just likes him. Like, he likes his Joker. I don't know. I don't like it, personally, because I think Jared Leto's a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Um, You know... Didn't he mail Margot Robbie a used condom um, in the role? I'm pretty sure he did. Something like that. It was either her or, um, oh my goodness, the lady that played uh, the leader of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He did all uh, kind of weird shit. Like, he, he sent somebody a Diderat. He sent somebody a used condom. I mean, he should, like, I, I would have been on the verge of firing him just for that he should have been arrested for that shit man that was bullshit that's, that's bullshit and should not be allowed and should definitely not be celebrated like he's some fucking method actor genius for doing some terrible shit to his co-stars oh i'm sorry according to variety he sent a live rat to margot Robbie and a dead pig to viola davis fuck that right no disturbing I'd be shit pissed. Mm-hmm. like they, they tried to um they tried to clean it up, too, and say, like, oh, yeah, that was just part of the marketing. We just wanted you all to think he was unhinged. They made them tell that story, like, on the trail of marketing that movie. Yeah. Which I was just like, what? That's not okay. This doesn't make me want to see this movie. That's alarming shit. No. So. No, that makes me go, why wasn't he reprimanded for this? Why are you now celebrating this? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, rumor has it that the Flash movie, whenever that finally happens, is going to act as a literal Flashpoint and kind of reboot the uh, DC Expanded Universe. So they can do away with all this continuity that we've been saddled with, whatever, what little of it there is, anyway. <laughs> so we may we may get Joaquin Phoenix's Joker interacting with these other franchises after all one day. Who knows? Who they can? should just make it the opposite <laughs> and, like, 
reverse Flashpoint and make all of these universes. So it's like, this is why everything's so fucking weird. <laughs> we have 52 universes now, Might rather well. than just making it into one. Yeah. I, you know, we, we had 22 movies of Marvel doing that, leading up to one big event. I think... Yeah. I think people are sick of it at this point. I really think folks are ready to move on from that aspect. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I don't need that again. And DC dragged their feet for so long getting this together, trying to catch up. It's like, yeah, we, we're, we're good, man. We had this. We're fine. Just make good movies. Please. That's all we care about. And when they do that, they do that well. They, they, they figure it out, you know? Yeah, just keep making Wonder Woman and... Shazam and Superman and Batman make all these fucking movies. Have fun with them. If you want to throw Wonder Woman in one of the Robert Pattinson Batman movies, don't worry about continuity. Just have it happen. Who cares? Right. I, I think that's what they should do. We won't ask too many questions. We're used to it. It's fine. Just just have fun. No, hire good people <laughs> who are talented, who will have fun making these things, and then just leave them alone to Ooh. make the thing. How about Joss Whedon? He used to do things. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> nah. I was joking around with John Craig last week. He came up in conversation for some reason, and I was like, it's a damn shame he died in that fiery, uh, fiery car wreck. <laughs> we never heard from him again. That's just a damn shame. Nothing. Just Nothing gone. ever. Never yep. again. So that's our entertainment corner. <laughs> yep. Uh, they were asking, um, who was it? Uh, Latito uh, Wright about um, Chadwick Boseman passing away. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they were asking her about, like, taking over the role and everything, too. Um, and she just said, like, so just an update on that the possibility of another black Panther. And she's just said, we're still mourning Chad. Yeah. So this is the direct quote. We're still mourning Chad. So it's not something I even want to think about. The thought of doing it without him is kind of strange. We're just grieving at the moment. So it's trying to find light in the midst of it. I feel so bad that they're even asking her about this shit. Yeah. That's, that's the main reason why I brought it up because I was like, man, just leave, leave them alone. Fuck. Like yeah. that that's rough. They've lost a friend. That's true. When did they ask her this? Like what was the what was the venue, I wonder? Uh Oh, she was just doing some interview. That's what Yeah, it that's says what I'm trying to Cinema Blend. Yeah, I, I don't know what the context was. I'm still trying to find it. Some website Netaporter? Netaporte? I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. I'm yeah. Sure. But yeah, Letitia Wright has had such a, <laughs> she's had a great career. You can ask her more than just about Chadwick Boseman. It's not, I mean, it's I, not fair to her in this case, you know, in my yes, eyes. I, look, I, I understand asking about Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I actually do. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be asking about the movies. I think the, the context of, if you want to ask about Chadwick Boseman, you should ask, her what you know well first of all i'd be like well, would you would you mind if we talked about chadwick boseman for a minute and then read her on that and if she was responsive to that i'd, I'd be like do you 
do you want to share a story or something along those lines about him? Yeah. And then you like, yeah, you can get your headline about Chadwick Boseman and everything like that. But you don't have to be like, hey, are you going to do this movie and like move forward and act like nothing happened or whatever? It just seems callous. It does. And I mean, as as someone who would interview her, I, I wouldn't ask the question, but that's me. I wouldn't either. I don't know. But like these these websites are weird. I, I couldn't find the context of what it was. Other yeah, than it was just a deal. That's okay. I mean, really, yeah. I it's it's. I mean, she handled it well. She very did. Well. And you know that doesn't surprise me at all. But no. yeah, it's just very clickbaity trying to get that. Yeah. That story out there, but of course all the entertainment sites picked that up out of that interview. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she talked about Black Panther. Oh my god. Yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be a thing that follows her in the press now until they announce whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be that way for the entire cast. True. I'm still curious. Are they going to even try to do anything with the characters again? Yeah, I mean, either way, we're a ways off from finding out. I mean, based on the world at large and the fact that they are already kind of stopped up with stuff that they're trying to get out at the right time. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would trust if, if Ryan Coogler comes up with an idea or something, if yeah. he decides he wants to continue and make, uh, make another movie, I would trust whatever his idea would be. Um, but like if he kind of drops out and goes, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And they try to make something happen with someone else. I don't, I'd be very reluctant to watch something like that. Yeah. I mean, as long as Kugler's attached, I yes. feel that they'd be moving in the right direction. Um, yeah. You know, that, that world is just so rich and just so full of right. amazing design from top to bottom. Um, it, it would be a shame if that's the only exposure that we got to it. But again, I understand. If that's what we got, that's what we got. Uh, let somebody be inspired Either way, by that. He made this this beautiful, perfect thing. Right. He showed it's us that attainable. it was possible, that it's yes. attainable to get that sort of film on screen. So mm-hmm. again, if it just inspires the next generation, that's cool too. Yeah. 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 And they did it right. Like they got it right, and they'll always have that. Absolutely. At the very least. Yep. Um. <laughs> Okay. What what did you what are these notes that you <laughs> You read this shit. I don't know what's going on. Ben caught Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin from CNN. <sighs> suspended. On leave. I'm already so fucking sick of this story, but yeah. continue. Yeah. I mean the only reason why it comes up is because it leads us into the next one, really. Uh yeah. But yeah, like earlier this week, uh it came to light that uh this cat Jeff Tubin, who's associated with CNN, apparently uh, exposed himself on a Zoom call uh, by accident. He thought nobody could see him. He thought he had muted the Zoom video, or at least that's what he's saying in his statement. Um, apparently, he was pleasuring himself, I believe that was the case. Anyway, it's out there if you want to read more about it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I nominated that from now on when somebody shows some skin on a Zoom call that we call it Tubin. Ugh, yeah. gross. 
It is gross. gross. It is absolutely gross. And he should uh, be ashamed that uh, we had to name that after him. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he should be fired for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know the full context, but that sounds really bad. So I don't understand. I mean, something's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, we've seen enough like funny commercials about, oh, no, I'm on Zoom and I'm in my underwear. You know, that whole thing. See, I thought that's what this was at first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was like he stood up or something and was wearing clothing and it just you know so I, I thought that's what this was that's not what it was apparently no, no. this so, yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm kind of glossing over the vice article yeah he was doing things to himself yeah thinking yeah. he wasn't on camera what the fuck man like that is fucking weird yeah yeah first of all like, gross what? don't do that you know you're working you're working you know Ugh. Anyway, yeah, we spent enough and time on go, it. And how many times has he done that? Exactly. How many times did he get Ugh. away with it before he got caught? Gross. Gross. And so we heard another individual got caught, Tubin, on camera, yeah. but earlier. And it's just coming to light now. Uh, one and only New York's favorite mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Now, this, this is almost wall of weird worthy, but... Everybody's I, talking about it. It is so weird. Yeah. So weird. So you heard about this one, and you kind of like clued me in. What did you hear? I heard that Sasha Baron Cohen got he he did Borat too, which I'm amazed that he somehow managed to make Borat too. Right. And that he got Rudy Giuliani, and then I I heard 15 year old girl. And Rudy Giuliani, and I was like, hold on, fucking what? Right, So right. I guess Rudy Giuliani was, like, touching himself to a, four, a 15-year-old girl who was supposed to be, quote-unquote, Borat's daughter in the context of the movie? I don't know. Right, right. But what I'm not understanding, and what's kind of, like, ambiguous right now, I, this is why it's such a weird story, because I feel like they're trying to protect some of the details in order to not, like, reveal the plot of what happened in the movie. But I also feel like this actress maybe was just playing a character who was 15. Because obviously, whether it was a gag or not, given what he did, if he was doing that in front of a 15-year-old girl, this would have been a, a, a much bigger deal that would have come to light before now, you know? Well... Even if she's playing a 15-year-old girl, if he thinks she's 15, yeah. He's doing that. If she if she if he doesn't think she's 15, if for some reason he thinks she's older and is just a random woman, he's still doing this without permission. So right. either way, like what the fuck is happening? Kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very confusing story. Honestly, I've I've read a couple different articles on it, and I still don't fully understand what's going on here. Like, I don't either. I think we're gonna have to see it to fully understand. Yeah. And of course, Rudy Giuliani is saying it was all uh, crazy and like a lie, and he was like adjusting his pants or whatever the fuck. Oh no, they had a screen cap. He was doing more than adjusting. Yeah, that was definitely that. Ugh. 
it was gross. Yeah, so uh, to sum up the previous two stories, dudes are gross, old dudes are gross, um, humans are gross. Oh. Yeah. In the film, uh, in the film, Borat is dispatched uh, to uh, by the Kazakh government uh, back to the U.S. to bribe an ally of Donald Trump in order to integrate his country with the administration. After the monkey marked for gift wow. is indisposed, Borat supposedly uh, offers his underage offspring. As a replacement pre- present. Wow. So, um, it says, even before he reaches into his trousers, Giuliani does not appear to acquit himself, especially impressively during the encounter. Flattered and flirtatious, he drinks scotch, coughs, fails to socially distance, and claims Trump's speedy actions in the spring saved a million Americans from dying of covid he also agrees. So this was during COVID. This too. was during. This just happened. Yeah, yeah. He also agrees, in theory at least, that to to eat a bat with his interviewer. Jeez. Oh my God. He's gross. Just nasty. Harry. Just nasty, man. Like even if she wasn't fifteen, even if that wasn't even on the table, the character, okay. whatever. He says, although unfortunate, the circumstances of the setup appear to be consensual. Uh-huh. With Giuliani led to believe she is, or that he was being courted. Um, ba- uh, Baklova twenty-four is highly plausible. Uh, is highly plausible in the sting, despite having to pretend for the brief viewing. To be a feral child posing as a far-right journalist. Wow. Um, oh, boy. Giuliani claimed he was only trying to take off his microphone and tucking in his shirt. Yes, while laying down, as you do. As one does. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what it sounds like, it, it sounds like the best-case scenario for Giuliani was... Uh, you were being offered a girl yep. in a deal to make make friends with government kind of thing. That's not cool, bud. Nope. Nope. That's, nope. Uh, that's really, really fucked up and weird. So what are the chances that this is going to come up tomorrow during the debate? Can you imagine a world where Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Borat, is brought up in a presidential debate... I I fucking love his chaos that he brings to the table. I always love the, the insanity. You know, it's not quite 2020 without Sasha Baron Cohen blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love it. I don't know, man. Look, if we're going to be in this, why not have this craziness, too? Why not? Yeah, I don't know I, why I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? Just, yeah, you know what? Throw in the Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Sure, why not? Why okay. not? So the movie comes out Friday, so we're going to find out then, I guess. I think it's on Amazon as well, so we'll have access to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I know. And then the fact that we didn't hear about it until just, like, right now. It's it's another October surprise. Like, Giuliani How knew. How did he film this during the pandemic? How did he get involved in this whole debacle and then just somehow think it was all just going to go away? I, I don't know, man. Like, I, what the fuck? <laughs> there are so many layers to this. 
Sacha Baron Cohen is like he really is like a genius. He really is. Like he he's a very specific kind of genius. But yes. Oh, I listened to him on a podcast earlier. I need to send you the link to that. Okay. Because it was really good, and he was talking about this movie. Uh, sorry, I just wanna I wanna actually find the podcast. Now I read while you're looking that up. I read that yes. the first Borat is one of mm-hmm. the one of the last straws that led to the divorce of uh, uh, Tommy Lee and, and uh, Pamela Anderson. Yes, so he talks about that on this podcast. Wow, it's the new abnormal. Okay. Um, and it's an interview with Sasha Baron Cohen where he's talking about this movie. It just came out today, I believe. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to send you the link to it, but uh, if anyone else wants it, let us know. We'll send it. I'm going to probably listen to that while I'm finding Caveman and uh, Far Cry Primal this evening. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting interview um, where he's talking about past projects and this obviously this current one. It's a lot. Uh, so, yeah. Shit. I mean... <sighs> Nothing we can talk about for Wall of Weird can top that. No, absolutely not. But we're going to try. But we're going to get into Wall of Weird. Yeah. What, okay, so we both brought a Wall of Weird story. That's right. So who do you want me to go first? you want to do it first? Uh, I will go first because this okay. is... Uh, Mine's a fun... So. Mine is action-packed okay. from the headline. This one comes from Vice.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Vice, Vice is like if Far Cry... And Grand Theft Auto had a baby, basically. According to Vice World News, Danish submarine killer escaped from prison by taking a psychologist hostage. Who hasn't, right? I'm saying, you know, I mean, is he is he reading my autobiography? Because I mean, seems, you know, seems, yeah, yeah, exactly. Peter Madsen, who killed journalist Kim Wall in 2017, is believed to have claimed to have a bomb. This, 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 that's the guy, the Danish submarine guy. Oh my God. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. I I know that story. That story is so fucked up. Right. Yeah. Peter Madsen, the Danish inventor who brutally murdered a journalist in his homemade submarine, briefly escaped from prison Tuesday by taking a prison psychologist hostage. Jesus. The the 49 year old was able to escape. I'm going to try this. Hursted, Hursted Vester prison. Ah, it wasn't so bad. In the yeah. western suburbs of Copenhagen, where oh he is God. serving a life sentence for the 2017 murder of journalist Kim Wall by threatening the female psychologist with a gun-like object, according to local oh. media reports. Madsen was arrested a short time later, about a kilometer away, with Danish police confirming a man had been arrested after an attempted escape and that the area had been cordoned off. No word of a uh, submarine involved in this one, though. Holy shit. So Do you what, know that story? I haven't heard this story about him before, no. Oh, man. It's really fucking sad. So she was a reporter. Um, she was a really well-respected reporter. And that he had done something in the past. I believe he tried to build, like, a plane or, I don't know, something along those lines. Uh, and he was making this submarine. He had a homemade submarine. So she went to meet him uh-huh. and to, like interview him about this submarine and then she went missing wow and they were questioning him and he murdered and uh and he cut her up no like it it was very bad it was a very brutal murder yeah it was it really shocked um 
journalists and there were lots of tributes to her. She apparently she was I think she was my age. She or maybe a few years older than me. Uh, yeah, she was just going and doing her job and this fucking psychopath, you know, killed her. That's nuts, man. This interesting piece that she was trying to make about, you know, a guy just making his own submarine. And he, like, they brought him in for questioning and everything because they were like, this this doesn't add up. It didn't make sense. Um, I think they might have covered that on My Favorite Murder. Uh, but either way, it was a really, really sad story. Uh, and I... I so when you said that, like, okay, submarine or whatever, like, I didn't piece it together until I heard her name, and I'm like, oh my god, Man. this dude is absolutely nuts. I'm glad that they uh, convicted him and basically have locked him up forever. You're thinking you're gonna go like interview Doc Brown, and you end up confronting this psycho. That's fucked yeah. up, man. Yeah, yeah. She, it, I mean. It, it sounded like it was going to be an interesting story, and yeah. Damn. Uh, well, at first it was she was missing for a while, and they ended up questioning him. Like they were they were trying to find her. I remember that being a thing for a little while, uh, and then he had uh, murdered and dismembered her. Damn. So yeah, it so was a very bad. Two years bad. in prison, and he couldn't. He he had to get out. He's like, I gotta go. Yeah, he's got something wrong with him. Fuck clearly. yeah! I mean, yeah. Uh, now I'm now I'm curious as I think he tried to make something else in the past. Um, what's his name again? Um, something Madsen. Madsen. Peter Madsen. I mean, that's just such a. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to. I, I was just trying to remember what he he made. I thought he made something else. And that was one of the reasons why she was so intrigued by it. Yeah. Danish um, inventor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rocket uh, Space Lab or whatever. He tried to make a, a, a like a, a rocket or something like that. Damn. So, like, he had, like, he was, he was making things. Um, uh, he had built... He is he built three submarines like he had built submarines. So like it's just weird. So he's like so this is this is the full story on August 11th, 2017. He was arrested after sinking this this submarine and the disappearance of Kim Wall. She was a Swedish journalist who had last been seen alive aboard that submarine. Mm. So. The following day, the court ruled that he be held pretrial for 24 days in charge of negligent homicide. So he initially claimed that they disembarked and that it sank. And then he changed his statement saying that she died aboard on in an accident and he had buried her at sea. And then, according to Danish police, the submarine was deliberately sunk. So it contradicted his story. Uh and then a human torso washed up on the shore, and they did DNA tests, and it was her. So uh, he, they found that he had uh, stabbed her multiple times, and um, basically it says it, the torso had been stabbed multiple times, and to vent accumulating gases, it could float to the surface. And then a piece of metal had been fastened to 
make it sink to the seabed, mm. basically. So he tried to make it sink, and uh, it had floated up anyway. <clears throat> and that's another it's another situation where you have to wonder what has he done previously, where he was just ready with this solution. Yeah, he he said that he she had been killed when he lost his grip on the submarine hatch cover, which he was holding open for her. She hit her head, God. causing her skull to fracture. Um, <clears throat> on October 2017, divers assisting found her head, arms, legs, along with knife, pieces of her clothing at the bottom of this bay. They were all weighed down by metal bits. And there was, surprise, no fracture to her skull. Mm. So even uh, that's suspicious. I'm surprised there's not like a movie about this yet. I mean, it, it's very recent, too. Oh, no, I'm not reading that. Okay. It gets worse. Well, let's uh, go but on yeah, to your he stuff. Definitely, he definitely, like, stabbed her and killed her. Fuck. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot how bad this guy was. All right. He had he had bad videos on his uh, his computer. So oh. he was... He, he had videos on his computer, and then he uh, used her to... Enact real life. So we act like stuff like that is uh, harmless. Sometimes it's not. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a really fucked up story. Um, and the fact that he tried to escape, I'm really glad that they got him. Yeah. And locked his ass right back up. That's like super super villain yeah. level shit, man. Don't. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is psychotic. I remember reading about that a while back, and I listened to I listened to a podcast or something about him. Uh, so I knew or I knew about her to a degree because I was fascinated by this. Her, she went missing. They were trying to find her. And there was just something about that story that I just kept reading into. And then it was developing. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. And it just kept getting worse and worse with each new development of the story. Um, and you guys can go on Wikipedia if you want to read more into it. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a it's a really uh, I mean, I, you want to say fascinating, but you don't want to give that credit. She lived a fascinating life. Let's say that. Yeah. And uh, you should definitely go read about her and read some of her pieces as a as a writer. Okay. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go to a fun wall of weird <laughs> <laughs> after that that my father actually submitted. Right. My father submitted a wall of weird story because he just he loved it so much and he thought it would be perfect and he was he was like. Nearly crying from laughter just reading the headline to oh, me. Oh, shit. So, um, this is from the Daily Mail. <laughs> Gay male penguins steal lesbian penguins' eggs at Dutch Zoo in latest <laughs> bid to become fathers after they tried to hatch another bird's egg last year. Yes, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm really glad that we led with mine because this is great. Yes. Yes, <laughs> A gay, a gay male penguin couple have stolen lesbian penguins' eggs at a Dutch zoo in their latest bid to become fathers. The African penguins stole the other, the other bird's entire nest at the Deerenpark Zoo in Amersfoort. 
I don't know how you pronounce that. Either way, they took another bird's egg in November last year, but it did not produce a chick, and the couple remained childless. <laughs> Zookeeper Sander Drost says that the eggs were unli- also unlikely to hatch, given that the couple stole them from the two female penguins and will not uh, be fertilized. <laughs> These poor gay penguins. Oh. The penguins are currently taking turns to sit on the eggs while the other forages for food. They are the dominant couple, uh, dominant couple at Deer and Park's enclosure of 17 penguins. Each couple has their own enclosure and their own shelter, but this couple has commandeered two. The female couple will likely build a new nest soon with penguins breeding twice a year. I love the these little lesbian penguins are goals, and so are these little gay penguins. I love like, yeah. I love all my little gays. They just I want a family. Them. They just want to have a family. That's all. They just want to be happy. Exactly. La- <laughs> Last year, the egg the penguin couple stole was quickly replaced by another one uh, by the couple who had produced it. Zoo- <laughs> zookeeper Mark Belt said homosexuality is fairly common in penguins. Same. Uh, but it makes <laughs> well, what makes this remarkable is that they have gotten a hold of an egg. They just want to be daddies. That's it. They want to be daddy penguins. <laughs> I love this picture too. Like the the photo of that, he just looks suspicious as fuck. They're, just like oh, they're God. so cute. <laughs> like, oh, the couple. The couple is not the first gay penguins to have tried to foster an egg, with a couple in Valencia successfully hatching one in August of this year. The, <laughs> The two female penguins, Electra and Viola. God, those are some dyke names for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the o- Oceanographic Aquarium in Valencia, Spain, hatched another couple's egg. Although two penguins, <laughs> they have to say this, although the two penguins are infertile together. Really? Oh. Uh, <laughs> aquarium staff placed the egg from another penguin in their nest that appeared... Uh, after they appeared to be broody. Oh, they gave them a baby. Oh. It's little surrogacy. Well, oh, right. my God. Meanwhile, the same, a same-sex, <laughs> quote-unquote, power couple in Sydney successfully hatched their egg, their first egg, in 2018. Sven and Magic. <laughs> Sven and Magic. Very gay names. Sven and Magic hatched their first chick at Sydney's Sea Life Aquarium in October of 2018, and they have been great great parents to Svengenic since. So it's like a combination of their names. So it says, same-sex couples are common in more than 450 species in nature, although this aquarium's uh, this is the aquarium's first same-sex couple. Lots of gay animals. Well, all right. <laughs> I love this story. This it's so wholesome. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a little bit sexist <laughs> with these male penguins trying to steal the baby of the female penguins. But, you know, I can get past it because there's love within the LGBTQ community. It's and, all love. They just want to, you know. The, the L loves the G. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I'm, I want all of these penguins to have their little baby penguins. Yeah. I want the lesbian couple to have them. I want the gay couple to have their little baby penguins. This is just the feel-good story of the year for me. <laughs> I'm glad things seem to be working out for the penguins. This is nice. Yeah, although this egg, they were saying this egg is, doesn't seem like it's going to be successful. Yeah. But it's okay. 
because it sounds like they're going to find a way to get these penguins. These penguins want a baby. Give them a damn baby. Find a baby <laughs> for them. They need it. Yes. They need to find a way to to get the, the lesbian couple. I know the lesbians don't want to deal with the gay men, male penguins. And the gay male penguins don't want to deal with the lesbians. Look, I get it. But you guys come together, make a baby real quick. I don't know what all is involved with that, with penguins, to be honest. Kind of dumb. But you can do it. Then you can each take one. And you can give them both a locket. Oh, I like, <laughs> okay. Day, all right, see. come together and help parent trap. This, this is your next short story. This is your next children's book. Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and I can narrate it. A lesbian couple penguin. There you go. And a gay couple penguin. They each have a baby. I kind of love this fucking story. What? Yeah, this has got workshop. I don't know if it's because I'm really tired or what, <laughs> but like they each have a baby, and then these babies, they come back to each other. They come back, yep. and then they're like, "We're brother and sister." Oh my god! <laughs> and look, I don't have a dad. I don't have a mom. What? Guess what? Now we each have two of each of them. This is a sitcom, guys. So what do we name the book? Family Tice, but Tice is spelled like ice. Tice. You know what it's called? It's called Birds of a Feather. (laughs) (laughs) This is called Two Brothers. That's that's what it's called, Two Brothers. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Story of the year. Story of the year. We can't do any better than that, folks, so we're going to call it after that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Shout out to Lex's dad for sharing that wonderful story with us. If you've got anything that you think we would enjoy reading about for Wall of Weird, please let us know. Um, obviously, we never run out of weird, but we like to dice it up a little bit. We like to you know, change things up a little bit. Ooh. After um, your story, that is a harsh use of words, but okay. Yeah, no, hey, whoa, nope, not talking about that one. That's in the rear view. That was the true crime portion of the show. Now we're on the feel-good penguin-loving moment. This is this mm. is ride that wave. Here we go. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, go check out the Darkwing Duck special uh, that just came out. It's fantastic. It's great. If you like Darkwing Duck, it's free on YouTube right now, legally. So go check that out. Uh, yeah. Also, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Why don't you promote our own shit, bud? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so, you talk about birds, you reminded me. Darkwing. It's fucking great. Sorry. You're like, let's just think it's a bird show. Yeah. <laughs> you, about these birds. you started it this time. Blame your dad. It's his fault. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out Patreon. We got many episodes over there. Uh, we, <laughs> all kind of cool stuff. Oh, check out my, uh, my narration on the mm-hmm. Nightlight Scary Short Story Podcast. Uh, you folks have been great sharing the love and everything. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from so many of you, and I, I really appreciate that. That's, that's, that's a great boost. I, I really, sincerely thank you for that. Uh, they told me that episode's doing great numbers over on their end too, so shout Good. out to Nightlight Pod. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing uh, other than the podcast remote on my end. So. Well, you did a guest spot on River Courtcast. 
Nope, that's my old podcast. I did a guest spot on Ravens. You did a guest spot on Ravens, which yeah, is on my yeah, River Court. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's, okay. it's not going to be out for a few weeks, though. They're um, one of the hosts of that. He's uh, expecting his first child with his Ooh, wife. Okay. So they're, they are kind of banking episodes so that he can go on a break. Good time. So that's like several weeks from now before that comes out but yeah that'll be a thing so go subscribe to we will ravens. we like will remind you about the ravens yeah. all right well, on that note uh i'm matt peters and i'm lex lutz be excellent to each other yeah Bye.